Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. In the world of civil courts, the divorce proceeding is undoubtedly one of the most emotional, but this guy in Iowa appears to have his own way to handle that. David Ostrom, currently embroiled in a legal battle in Iowa with his estranged wife, Bridget, and earlier this year filed a motion in their divorce case because issues like child custody and visitation and other property issues couldn't be resolved by normal negotiations. The motion asked the court for permission to engage in a sword fight with his soon-to-be ex and her attorney, too, for good measure. In response to the request for trial by combat, the judge suspended his current visitation agreement and then ordered a mental evaluation. <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually, Cliff, <laughs> if you think about that. Yeah. You really want to get divorced? <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> and he was willing to take on two people at the same time. Well, there's a brave man right there. <laughs> Well, Cliff, even that downer story is not going to persuade me to be unhappy this morning. For okay. some reason, I woke up, and I yeah. just felt better than I have in the last several weeks. Okay. I'm sitting here happier this morning than a murder hornet with two stingers, and that's pretty doggone happy. <laughs> well, Cliff, here at Country 98.1, I keep hearing everyone say over and over again that mm -hmm. they're ready for things to go back to normal. Yeah. But I remember what normal around here is like. <laughs> you mean in the building? Yes. <laughs> Why do you think I'm not in the building? <laughs> well, I'm just... <laughs> we, this story relates to something that we've discussed before on this portion of the program, but now there's more of a legal twist. The General Assembly in the state of Virginia Friday came oh so close to giving a green light to drinking and driving under certain conditions. Namely if you were drinking and driving on your own private property. The Virginia Senate passed the bill last month, 37 to 3, but support for the measure that would have put private property out of the reach of state drunk driving laws fell apart in a House committee. Lawmakers felt it was too difficult to draw a distinction between a guy sitting in his car in his driveway, drinking a beer and listening to the radio, and someone who was, shall we say, cutting donuts on his front lawn. The failure of the bill stunned those Virginians who were hoping to be able to crack open a beer while using their riding lawnmower to cut the grass, which is an apparently large lobby in the state of Virginia, especially because, you know, there's nothing dangerous about a lawnmower at all. <laughs> Drunk with spinning sharp blades, Cliff. What <laughs> could exactly possibly right. happen to you with that? <laughs> I didn't know there was a lobby for the... Um... Apparently in Virginia there was. <laughs> Drinking in my yard, <laughs> operating a motor vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever in your life driven your vehicle in your yard? Um, I mean, like, drove around on it, not like pulled oh, off into it. I've never, I've never had a yard that big. I mean, no. not like in a circle. I mean, I, I might have lived in places, you know, where you could drive up in the alley and then pull up to the back door if you wanted to, like, I don't know unload an aquarium or you know some large heavy thing that you'd want to carry out the front door uh but i've never um never like you know went for a ride in my backyard never done a donut in the backyard yeah. then huh no all right 
I might be the only person in the world that even thinks this, Cliff, and I probably yeah. am. What's be that? Well, I think yeah. that little Richard, you know, he passed away a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. I think that little Richard would mm -hmm. be an absolutely fantastic ghost to have in your house. <laughs> the way he screams and stuff whenever he sang. And well, the way it wouldn't be he boring, looked. I'll tell you that. Yes, you would be walking down your hallway in the nighttime, and then he would pop out, you know, in all of his, uh, well, fancy clothing, let's say, that he has on. Say, he'd be one of the few ghosts I'd, you know, know about who had his own supply of makeup and hair stuff. He would be well-dressed. That would be fun. And then hear him start, you know, just singing a little song. That would be awesome, Cliff. <laughs> little Richard would make like up... Two the Tutti Fruity song is what comes to mind. Yes. Or Good Golly, Miss Molly, or something oh, yeah. like that. You'd be yeah. walking down the hallway and it's, Good Golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> See, that would be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that, you know, heaven forbid that you have the COVID-19 and you're in the hospital. Okay. And they're discharging you after a long, lengthy battle that you made it. Okay. Would it... Um, would it make you feel a little awkward if they serenaded you with music as they was wheeling you out the front door of the hospital? Would that make you feel a little awkward? I'd just as soon, you know, leave in peace and go home, I think. I do, too. I'm just kind of of that opinion. I'm like, I'm just, yeah, just let me out. I just want to go. Did someone get serenaded with music? Is that why we're asking this? Yes. In Newark, <laughs> in Newark New Jersey, there's a hospital there that yeah. every patient... Okay. That makes it through the COVID-19. Yeah. They serenade them with Bon Jovi's Who Says You Can't Go Home song as they're going down the hallways. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to hear that. I mean, it beats uh, Harry, you know, it beats not being discharged at all. I was going to say it beats going out the back door. Yes, but I don't know if I need a celebratory song as I'm leaving the hospital no. after fighting for my uh, life. You know, walk-up music if you're a Major League Baseball player. Okay, I can see that. But um, just wheeling me out in a wheelchair from the hospital, not so much. And Bon Jovi, who says you can't go home? I just, which would beat, though, you know, you could have picked, they could have picked, you know, Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. I was going to say, there are songs that could have been worse, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. One of the lines in that is, you know, your yeah. love is like bad medicine. There ain't no doctor that can cure my disease. Say, so you, you don't want that as you're leaving. <laughs> Thank God and Greyhound, you're gone. That would be a horrible song, Cliff. It's to get wheeled out of the hospital, too. <laughs> yes. Why, you don't like my company? What? Get on out of here. Have you been grocery shopping lately, Cliff, with the little arrows on the floor telling you which way to go? I have seen them, yes. Yeah. You know, as you know, I try not to be out, but there are times that I have to go out, and I have indeed seen the uh, one-way signs in the aisles. It's kind of freaky, the little arrows there on the floor saying, go this way and this way only. <laughs> do, not, do not enter. And they the don't want you to dwaddle around in there either, either. Nope. I mean, nope. they want you to move it on down the line course that doesn't stop people from doing it no it doesn't <laughs> or going the wrong way no that's exactly right but yesterday i was in the yeah. produce section i really don't know why i was in there because you're not known for your produce consumption but they're in the <laughs> produce section i yeah. barely had enough time cliff to fondle yeah. a melon before people were saying okay go on go on and i should have plenty of time <laughs> Wait a minute, you were fondling a melon? Well, why not? I mean, the produce say, I'm not going to buy nothing in there. You were fondling a melon. I'm just <laughs> feeling the fruit or whatever. I don't know what I'm doing. Were you, uh, were you thinking about Dolly Parton? No, 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 no. Stop that. 
Quit treating Dolly so bad, Cliff. Here's Tim McGraw. You're fondling the melon. We now have a story from the rarely heard morning roadshow department of Not So Fast There, government official. You might remember hearing a couple of weeks ago on this particular portion of the program about teenage drivers in the state of Georgia and how they were able to get their driver's license during the coronavirus lockdown without taking any form of test, including that rite of passage, the driving test with a crotchety old driving examiner. They just had their parents sign a form, and congratulations, you're a licensed driver in the state of Georgia. Some 20,000 teens took advantage of that waiver that was issued by the governor, but now they're all going to have to go back and face the music as Georgia Governor Brian Kemp has changed his mind, ordering all those teens to take the driving test by September 30th. The governor said his new order just clarified what he meant in the old one, but it's more likely that it came about after too many people said, well, Governor, that was a really dumb thing to do. (laughs) We kind of thought that last week, didn't we, Cliff? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. (laughs) <laughs> well, Cliff, today, the 13th of May, yeah. is Crouton Day. <laughs> really? Now, I know it's that's... Go ahead. Crouton Day. Crouton Day. I know crouton. it's a strown, strange-sounding word. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a lot like, well, to be honest, a disease. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> you have Crouton's disease. Well, what'll happen to true. me? You're going to turn stale and square at the same time. <laughs> But croutons are vitally important, even though the word is funny sounding. They've got one job and one job only to do, and that is to help you forget you're eating a salad. That's the only thing they're good for. You just load that (laughs) salad up on the top cliff, you get a little crunch in there, and you feel like, you know, I'm actually (laughs) eating something worth eating. Well, because, you know, the crouton basically comes from bread. So it's almost like you're eating a, you know, sandwich. <laughs> Ooh, now that you said that. Yeah. And if you put enough, like, ham and cheese on top of your lettuce, it's like you're having a ham and cheese sandwich. But if you don't do that, yeah, you're basically just eating a salad sandwich, and that's nasty sounding. <laughs> no, see, that's why you got to have the ham and cheese. Hi, who's this? Hi, for uh, Kelly Your World, this is Walter Wright reporting. Oh, it's Walter. Good morning, Walter. Good morning, sir. Now, have you ever heard of Slim Whitman? <laughs> no, heck no. What, who? Yeah. I thought you were talking exactly. about the, uh, beef st- the beef stick. No, no, no. This is an actual singer. I'll tell you what, Walter. <clears throat> I'm going to stick a little Slim in your ear here so you'll see what you're <laughs> playing against, okay? Yeah. All right. This Deeper. is what's it. What's at risk? Here's a little slim for you. Yeah. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, that's a, that's disco ball night right there for Slim Whitman. <laughs> well, Walter, I'm going to read you three statements, and you're going to tell me, hopefully, which one is the lie, okay? All right. All right. I'll try. Number one, Walter, remember what you're playing for now. Oh, I can't wait. The McDonald's A. McMuffin was invented by a nun. Number two, tigers have striped skin, not just striped fur. And number three, there is a town in Texas called Ding Dong. Which one, Walter, is the lie? Well, two sounds like it's for sure, because I know I have a Dalbation that shaved his well in one spot, and he had skin that was colored, so uh, the, uh, the, the nun one is the lie. 
the Egg McMuffin was not invented by a nun. Yeah, because Ding Dong, that sounds like a hell of a fun town. Just like, you know. <laughs> well, it does sound like a fun time, and it would yeah. be it would be really nice if uh, that was the lie, wouldn't it? Yes, but play You're, the song, right? No, no, you were right. The Egg McMuffin <laughs> was not invented by a nun. You knew yeah. that, Walter. Congratulations. You've saved us from uh, Walt, uh, Slim Whitman this morning. All right, just give us another taste, though. Just a just tip. <laughs> really? Is that enough? Nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, who would have thought, Cliff, we would have had a participant this morning that it's actually shaved his Dalmatian just <laughs> so he would know the answer to that? No. Here's Mad Stell. Well, Cliff, after the 9 mm-hmm. o'clock news, and I'm going to kind of get you ready for this, I'm hoping... Okay. That you, at some point in your life, have been inside a Bass Pro Shop. Well, it's been a while, but yes. You have yes, been I, in one. Yes. Good, because I've never been in one, and I've got some questions for you. When you were in the Bass Pro Shop, yeah, is there a gigantic fish tank inside those things? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In all of them that you've been in? in? Well, I've been in the one that you're talking to, or referring to, the one in Nashville. And I've also believe I've been in one in Texas because there was a, a large mills type mall in Texas that we uh, visited. Of course, that's been, you know, what, 20 years ago. Uh, but they too had the uh, large fish tank in the middle of the store. Now, how large is this thing? Like six foot deep or something like that, do you think? Uh, probably, uh, probably like uh, six to eight foot deep and probably five to six feet wide and a good... Uh, 20 feet long, the ones that I saw, yeah. And I'm assuming there's giant. fish in there? That's the whole point of having a fish tank, is well, to put fish in it. I thought maybe they might have, like, little decorative <laughs> stuff in there or something like that. No, there's no decorative stuff. Well, there's then, actual fish in the fish tank. This, this makes sense then, Cliff, the Bass Pro okay. Challenge going around now. Folks are going into the stores and climbing up and diving into the fish tank, jumping out, and running away before they're caught by authorities. And people are doing it all over the United States. And I was just thinking, that doesn't make sense that they would have a fish tank that big in a store. But Mm -hmm. according to you, who's seen it? Well, I mean, it's like there's there's like a set of stairs on one side of it. And at some point, if you have like a a fishing expert, they can go up there and... uh, have a demonstration kind of a thing. I mean, so, yeah, it's easy to get to. I'm surprised someone hasn't done it before. Well, that's that might be a reason for me to go into a Bass Pro Shop if I could catch well, somebody doing that. That but would wait, be kind of fun. You know, water's wet. I will stand way away from the tank, Cliff. I just want to see somebody <laughs> okay. die. I wouldn't dive okay. in the thing. Oh, oh I was going to say I thought maybe you were going to take the challenge. No, I'd be the Bass Pro Challenge Drowner E is what I would be. <laughs> Cliff, we were talking about the Bass Pro Shop and the giant fish tank, you say, that's in all the ones you've ever been in? Yes. And then uh, Cecilia says she loves to stand in front of the fish tank at the Bass Pro Shop and (laughs) pretend that they're attacking her and taking pictures of that, (laughs) along with all the other taxidermied animals that are in there. You didn't mention anything about being taxidermied animals in there. Is that true? Well, you did you, oh yeah, I mean there it's part of the uh, you know decor of the store, you might say. And you, I was looking through those text messages, yeah. And I had forgot about this, but Damn. you know, here on the morning road show, 
We have a designated dunker that listens in all the time. Maybe <laughs> we right. could take him to a Bass Pro Shop, yeah. and he could sneak in there and dive in the tank for us, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, because he got in the he got in the uh, water when we did that. Uh, oh, that thing for the polar Special plunge. Olympics, the uh, free polar plunge. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he. He, he ran in there like a wild man, he, so I would expect in a Bass Pro Shop, he would be able to do the same thing. They should be on the lookout for Walter Ite. That's the guy they want to look <laughs> right. out for, Cliff. And we spoke to Walter earlier this morning That's on right. no prize. I, I just thought it was – it was we, we had several text messages about people going to Bass Pro Shops, and uh, Walter was like, raring to go. We also had another text messenger who said, uh, if I see anyone doing that while I'm there – I'm going to kick their ass. Yes, I saw that too, and I went, man, there's a guy that uh, he's a little too close to fish loving for me. There, Cliff. I was going to say he he needs to put the he needs to put the hook down and back away. <laughs> yes, he does. It's time now for take it to the bank. Okay. And today's take it to the bank, Cliff, features my most favorite animal in all of the world. That's what is right, that? The duckbill platypus. Really? Yes. I thought All, it would be the skunk. No, no. The duckbill platypus, also Chicken known by its like scientific name. What's that? God is pulling our legacies. <laughs> Look it up. That's not I true. didn't make that up. Okay, I might have made that up. But Cliff, the story is when scientists in England yeah. first yeah. saw the platypus in the late yeah. 1700s, they thought it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> they thought somebody had taken and stitched together a bunch of other animal parts onto one animal just to prank them and to fool them until they saw it move. Okay. And that's why it's known as the God is pulling our legacies. Because that has every creature's body part in there somewhere. So so these these people thought those are a bunch of fake body parts we're looking at right there. Yes, and they were stitched together. <laughs> I mean, you got the duck bill. Yeah. Got the little hook yeah. on the back of him. Yeah. They, you know, reproduce with eggs instead of live yeah. animals. Yeah. And it's almost like God had a bunch of spare parts and went, well. <laughs> it's just, it's just, let's just throw the, it's like a catch-all. What was left? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hate to be wasteful. That's right. You know, you know, a lot of uh, people look at Dolly Parton and go, are those parts all real too? Okay, I see. Don't no, no. Stop. Stop talking about my dolly like that. All of that you can take to the bank. Mm. Well, except for the scientific name part. Be safe and make good choices, mm. and be nice to my dolly. Will you please? Cliff, anything said today? How ironic that you would say that because morning roadshow phrase of the day is number three is fondling a melon. Oh my. Be nice to my dolly. <laughs> Number two, you're going to turn stale and square at the same time. <laughs> That's the croutons to see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number one morning roadshow phrase for today, a contestant who'd actually shaved his Dalmatian. <laughs> Didn't think I'd say that on a Wednesday morning. No, or Thursday or any other day. For <laughs> any that time of my life, yes. Yeah. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.